Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, D-A-B, and I'm here with Adome and Christina. Welcome, guys. How are you? Good, hey, good. What's going on, All right. Guys? So listen, our boy Jazz is not here because he has been a lazy bitch and he did not watch all the episodes yet. So so we kicked him out of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but a dome you guys might remember from our Star Wars episode. So he was here for Ahsoka. And while we were filming Ahsoka, he mentioned that his wife is very very into love is blind so i figured <laughs> why not have him for love is blind there is a small venn diagram of star wars fan and reality tv fans so we we'd love to capture that that is the best thing ever so welcome to the show christina how are you i'm great thank you for having me i'm excited i don't get to talk about love is blind as often as i would like so this is really exciting i kind of i know it's funny. We got a dome for the Star Wars reference, and then we got you for the Love is Blind. Like, you guys are the total package. <laughs> Thank you. We love it. We love it. All right. Listen, last uh, episode, we uh, we left off. It was it got kind of hairy, kind of hairy. Um, what were your thoughts about the first four episodes, Christine? I want to get your opinion on it since you weren't on that episode. Yeah, that's a um... – there's a lot there. Okay, so one of the things that I noticed that they did differently from previous seasons in the first four episodes is they spent a lot of time like in the in-depth conversation. So I'm thinking specifically like Uche and Aaliyah and that like long drawn out fight that they had, I believe in episode yeah. three. Um, I was just like, God, this is so long and so unnecessary <laughs> in some ways. And also, like, made me really, really mad because of how Uche approached the situation and, like, I don't know, I have thoughts about Aaliyah, but, like, how she also approached the situation, how she, there was, like, this weird, like, like dominance um, situation happening with Uche over Aaliyah and his opinions. So that's, um, going back to what I was originally saying, like, the just long, drawn-out um, deep conversations that kind of led yeah. to nowhere in some senses. Um, That's true. Kind of, they did talk a little bit in circles. Yeah, a little bit, a lot. Um, I also like um, JP and Taylor. Is that her name? The blonde yeah. girl. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, um, their like lead up was really, really short and then they got engaged and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. missing a lot of information here. Um, but I guess it makes sense moving into these episodes which we'll get to um, totally agree and i mean like <laughs> lydia <laughs> Woo! lydia's a lydia. lot <laughs> lydia's a lot milton's a lot uh izzy's a lot just a lot there's a lot of people on here that are just like shitty people <laughs> like they're just diabolical <laughs> like it's just I just feel like they're so shallow. Like every season, it just gets more and more and more shallow. And I'm like, isn't it strange for a show to call, be called Love Is Blind have people on there that are so shallow? Like that just, that's just mind boggling. I mean, but I guess that's what makes good TV, you know? It does make good TV. I'm like, if I'm thinking, like, I'm gonna go way back and pull like the Real World MTV series, like. All of those seasons got more and more and more shallow too, as mm. as like, you know, the seasons grew in into the double digits. So I feel like that's just like kind of the 
the trend, the curse, the the cycle of reality TV as we go through the seasons and know what comes up over and over and over again. Makes sense. Makes sense. Love that. Adon, what is your relationship with this show? Are, do you do you like this show, or are you just like roped into watching this show the way Christina is roped into watching Star Wars? <laughs> that's that's probably a good analogy. So, um, we got married in October of nineteen. And we went on our honeymoon in November and then like December, January, December, 20, December, 2019, January, 2020, I think is when this first started. And I didn't really know much about the show, but Christina was like, Hey, we got to watch this show. And I was like, all right, whatever. So we start watching it and I was hooked. And I remember I was one day I was sitting at work and I was like, fuck man i can't wait to get home to finish love is blind like, what's, what's wrong with me <laughs> like how they get to yeah we binged the entire thing so i mean i'm not anyone who knows me knows i'm not really big into reality tv at all but this show one because christina loves it but two i actually do like the drama and <laughs> one thing for me is like i always try and find like the one couple to like root for that you want to win in season one it was yes. clearly um lauren and cameron there hasn't been a, a, a love a, them a good couple since but but this season i don't like any of these mofos like i don't know if i, I want any of them to like i i don't know man it's it's weird like i don't think i want any of them like th- the drama is just so messy i mean i was kind of in snooze mode until they revealed that uche and lydia knew each other i think that yeah. was like the end of, that was like the end of episode four and i was like oh this is like the mother of all twists like this is that was a good twist right but before <laughs> that i was kind of i was like I don't know, man. I just there aren't really a lot of likable characters so far. I, I don't. I'm kind of with you there. Weird. I'm kind of with you there. There, there's some people who I tolerated, but after after these three episodes, I was like, oh, they they're on my bad side. So let's get into it because this is going to be fun. Uh, Christina, I just want to give you a heads up that um, if if you move around a lot, I think your microphone picks up some scratching noise. So just be aware of that. Um, but other than that, I think we should be good. So listen, we left off at finding out that Lydia and Uche dated and Alia did not show up. Alia did not show up for their last date where he was probably going to propose. Crazy, crazy. Um, so this was pretty insane. So they decided to have like a phone call and was like, hey, do you want to talk to her on the phone? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And they have this like conversation and it was just not a pleasant con- Uche is somebody who just like you just don't want to get in an argument with. He's just so hard to I don't know. He, he just comes off very harsh, and he was very very I would say I don't want to say mean, but he was he kind of wanted to get the last like sting in. He didn't want her to have the last like word where she just didn't show up. He wanted to get some licks in, and then he at the end he was like, "No, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want your number." Like, and just like completely, completely just dumped it. And I thought that was wild. I don't know. I'm getting some red flags with Uche. Christina, what are your thoughts about that phone call? Um, I mean, like Uche was clearly frustrated. Can totally understand that. Uh, I still don't understand why Leah just left. Like, I get that Lydia gave her a lot of information. It was a lot to think about. But like, yeah. you, I don't know. It's a really intense situation, so of course I understand needing space just from the situation and then from Lydia separately. Um, and you have that, I would assume, in some way, shape, or form between like the day that you're told all the information and the next day, uh, or however many days later. So like I, I personally can't understand why she left, 
But at the same time, like the way that Uche approached the even just the conversation, I'm like, I'm glad that she left. Like she did the yeah. right for herself because Uche, in my opinion, like super logical, like super like linear thinker. But when it comes to moments where things aren't as linear for him in his brain, it's like the wheels come off and it's just not, not a good look, not a good look no. at all. Um, he's like you said, really harsh. I think that he's like, I'd said this to a dome as we were watching the show. He has this like holier than thou, like yeah. like almost, um, personality presence way of speaking way of like talking to other people and if he doesn't get his way it just it just like amplifies it and it's a lot <laughs> like a lot it's it's really interesting because someone told me like the <laughs> there is this way to argue where like you bring up all these things and get people's emotions really high but then you talk really, really calmly to make them seem like the crazy person when you're like really out there, just like, you know, just pushing all their buttons and it's crazy. And I feel like that's kind of what he does. I don't, what were your thoughts about the phone call? What are your thoughts about Uche in general? So, I mean, I get where he's coming from because he clearly wanted to be with the Leah, but I mean, there's a lot of like back and forth with him that kind of gives me a little bit of pause. So you know, I think this is in episode two when they were talking about how essentially Aaliyah had cheated on somebody and didn't tell them. Mm -hmm. And his line of questioning essentially elicited that response from her. And I don't think she was going to share it anyway, but when he asked her questions, she was truthful. And, you know, maybe you're right. There was the holier than thou kind of attitude there. But at the same time, like, you're going to be with somebody, you've got to ask questions. You, you want to know things. So I appreciate his, you know, inquisitive side on how he's asking questions to know things because i mean to me even though a lot of the characters are not likable i think actually uche is probably the one who's actually committed the most to actually like the parameters of the experiment the way he's been going about like trying to get to know a person without actually seeing them and you know i i can understand why he was really pissed that she just left without saying anything but i also think he's really not understanding or appreciating the fact that like yes lydia is there he doesn't have to deal with her but, like, Lydia and Aaliyah are, like, sitting on the couch and just, like, talking buddy-buddy. And there's nowhere for Aaliyah to go. Yeah. Like, I was I was thinking to myself, like, who else is Aaliyah friends with? And what they showed us, she doesn't really talk to anybody else. I wonder side. if she did that by design. Like, she became really close friends with her when she found out she was talking to Uche. I don't know. I, I definitely think that's the case. Because she was sharing all stuff about how, like... Ooh, like his dog is this, his favorite color is that. You know, he lives in a nice house. I was like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And then she's like, we just, you know, he just hit three months ago. I was like, well, damn, like, this is a lot of information. And she was saying, like, I don't want to know this. And then Lydia just kept going on and on and on about it. So, I mean, it's to me, it's just too much of a mess. But I mean, in a perfect world, quote unquote, I would have liked to see Aaliyah and Uche, I mean, um, yeah, Aaliyah and Uche close things off in the pods versus having that sit down lunch where they basically just said hey screw you we're gonna go our separate ways yeah it was it was pretty rough so uh, a lot of the things that uche mentioned was that he was feeling smothered by lydia and that's why they broke up which i could see i feel like lydia is even smothering alia like she smothers everybody uh which i think was really really interesting um and she may have been snooping 
and you know going through his things and following a bunch of his friends a lot of unhinged behavior going on and one of the things that alia mentioned on the phone was that i don't know what what if you guys planned this to be on the show together and he was like yeah we planned this to be on the show together and like didn't talk to each other and now we're going to get together uh which i kind of feel like yeah they probably didn't plan it together but i wouldn't put it past lydia to snoop through his things find out he was on the show and then apply i think that would be unhinged but which is hilarious. crazy i mean but adobe even said that he was like i bet you she you know went onto his phone after you know, three months ago when he was he was getting it with her like to see what he was up to to you know be wherever he was yeah and, and here's the thing um as someone who who may have applied for a reality tv show it takes more than three months for them to actually get everything done they got you got to go through a psychiatric screening you got to go through a uh what you call it a social media background check you got to go through a regular background check you got to go through you got to sign a bunch of contracts like so i don't know if i believe even believe that they were getting together three months ago it may have been even sooner than that or there may have been some kind of devious plan going on here who knows but it's it's wild i don't know three months is surprisingly the exact amount of time which i'm just like it's a convenient number that's a convenient amount of months like it's very plausible <laughs> is what i'm saying but then in future episodes you know you hear more about their story you hear like the longer timeline how they met in 2020 so who knows yeah. you know like three months is what we hear at the end of well yeah the end of episode four into episode five but then we go into you know episode six and seven and you're like wait what there's more like it's longer there's so much yeah more. there's so much more there's so like, much what uh, so right? they, it could have, I mean, in some, in some ways you could see how it could have been a manifested plan, right? Like, yeah, I, I totally see that. I could totally see that. Um, all right. So then, uh, Uche and Alea have a, a meeting, uh, they finally meet face to face and he is even more so like angry and not wanting. And she's like, no, let's, let's, let's think about this. And he's like, no, I don't need to have any contact with you very very harsh i thought the way he treated leo was was very very harsh and yeah like her uh leaving him was was rough but like if you got to think about it this way like she is she has a lot of emotions going on then she's got this girl who is his ex there then she got producers who she probably doesn't trust she is in a very scary environment where she's kind of just like alone and she decides to just leave Honestly, I'd be kind of proud of her to do that. I think she should have left him a letter or something like that. But leaving, I think that might have been the right thing to do if you felt like your mental health was was going to be deteriorated in a place where this crazy ex is manipulating you, the producers are manipulating you, and this guy you like is gaslighting you. Like it's it's a lot of stuff happening to the poor girl. What are your thoughts about that, Christina? I mean. Like I said, I feel like there's this weird dominance and submissive relationship that Uche and Alia had that definitely shows up in that sit-down meeting. You know, she barely gets a word in edgewise. She tries to make a point. He's like, smack down, done. Like, don't want to hear what you have to say. He literally, like, like I said, that linear thinking comes out real linear with those wheels off as he's, like, going through just 
their relationship, how he's feeling, what he thinks like their next step should be. Um, I think, like I said, I don't understand why she left so abruptly, but like, like you said, I think the mental health aspect is super important to, to highlight here. And I'm glad that she made that decision um, as well, because, you know, like I said, that, that, that submissive nature that you see in her, at least the editing comes out um, in mm. her was just not going to serve her well in a relationship with Uche, who is again, earlier yeah. than thou in so many ways. That's true. But between her and Uche, uh, I think the person who got it worse is her ex who she admitted to cheating on on live TV who didn't know. And then she said the sex wasn't good. Like that man was just catching strays. Not, he didn't do anything wrong. It was like three months between when she when she cheated on him and when she, when she left him. Like, damn, like that's yeah. a lot. <laughs> Someone needs to check up on that guy. I hope he's okay. <laughs> oh man speaking of guys who are okay uh or we're hoping our case this guy doesn't seem to be very okay let's talk about jp and taylor uh mr red white and blue mr captain america mr where was he on january 6th <laughs> like this guy um who formerly known as sugar butt <laughs> i would say um him and taylor seems to be having a little bit of a rip and she is saying once they have met and they got together um there has been an awkwardness a real awkwardness between them two and you know to me it seems like okay maybe he just doesn't like her maybe he's just not super attracted to her um she wasn't that attracted to him either because she didn't mention his gap teeth right like gap tooth so i was like all right uh but she's trying to make it work he is just super silent doesn't talk doesn't say anything um and then when he finally does he says that the reason of because of all this awkwardness is because she wears too much makeup personally I think that's a cop out. I think he just made that up. He just wanted an excuse. He just wasn't feeling it. Uh, but it seemed like he wanted, uh, she slept in a different room and then they met up the next day and it seemed like he still wanted to work things out. Uh, but she was like, nope, I'm good. I know my worth. I know what's going on here. I'm out. Um, Christina, w what are your thoughts about this couple? Um, okay, sugar and sugar butt. <laughs> just wow um i mean i feel like taylor she's what 25 26 right really yeah. she looks a lot older she, she looks a lot older she's a teacher um yeah but like she there's a lot of growing that needs to be done and um i think that came became really obvious uh, when she mm -hmm. felt like there needed to be constant conversation, she needed constant validation from JP. And JP is 30, 31. Um, and not to yeah. say like five years is like hugely different, but in terms like knowing myself and where I was at 25 versus where I was at 30, my mentality and like my need for validation from other people, my need to have conversation at all times between, you know, 25, 26 going up to 30, like completely changed. So I think that, again, there's a lot of growth that Taylor might need. <laughs> um, and that, for me, was super evident. I think there's also a lot of insecurities, which we heard in her intro, right? Like, 
you know, she's like, I love myself now. I didn't love myself in the past. And that is always being a work in progress. I think we all are a work in progress all the time. But like, if you, you're already saying that out loud, like that is just red flag, you know, numero uno for me. Um, Mm. and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it like, you know, something that someone else needs to recognize and like work on. I think JP is the strong silent type. He's a firefighter. Like I've, personally never met a firefighter that's like super talkative so mm, interesting yeah he he was very very quiet and i was wondering if he's just an introvert and maybe he was just a little bit more talkative because they were in the pods and you know mm-hmm. there was a different environment and stuff like that and then in his, in his real life he's just very very quiet because uh that one guy who showed up at the end carter says i knew they weren't going to make it because you know, she wasn't going to be able to stand his silence, right? So even the guys knew that he is not a very talkative person. Yeah. So him being not super talkative shouldn't have been a shock, but I guess she saw another side of him during the pods and she thought it was very, very different. So I don't know. Maybe like the thing about these reality TV shows, these like love dating shows is that you're meant to find love, right? Like that is the absolute purpose, right? And so you're narrowly thinking about falling in love with someone right and so Mm -hmm. in this case maybe she just fell in love like obviously blindly but she fell in love with the idea of having someone that she trusted and cared about and not the actual like physical reality of what that could look like right and that silence exists in any relationship right like Adam and i don't talk to each other all day every day (laughs) yeah yeah there's got to be a comfort level like if you're really comfortable in your relationship you can literally just like sit next to each other and not talk and still feel a sense of like quality time yeah. i think that's very very important and comfort with yourself uh, being silent too like until i got true. to that point personally i don't think i was ready for a longer term relationship mm, very good point i don't what are your thoughts about jp do you think he's just the so- strong silent type who's just very quiet and a little bit of an introvert or do you think he made up the whole makeup thing because he just was not into her and the whole thing fell apart or do you think he's truly just like hey uh things are awkward because i just don't like the way you look in makeup even though she didn't wear that much makeup in my opinion i'm not a girl i would i would ask christina about that but i don't think she put that much makeup on uh but who knows like she didn't look like a i don't know <laughs> like a stripper so i don't know what he's talking about i don't what are your thoughts yeah so a couple things on jp i mean to me red flag out of the boat like you said he was wearing the American flag in some way, shape, oh or form. God. And let me tell you, that's actually, this, my, my wife knows this. I complain about this all the time. You should, all the people out there should look up for U.S. Code Section 8. It's called Respect for the Flag. It says verbatim, the flag should not be worn as apparel. So every time mm-hmm. you see somebody wearing the flag as a shirt or a dress or anything else, that's actually violating U.S. Code. So to me, that was just a walking red flag, you know, no pun intended with him, with everything he was saying. <laughs> so that's just, that's just me on that. But I know we don't get the full story of all their conversations in the pods, but from what we were shown, I feel like JP and Taylor, they got engaged super fast. I think they maybe mm. had three dates, correct me if I'm wrong, in the pods, and then he proposed right away. Yeah, Their conversations really didn't get that deep. I do know there was that one conversation where he was talking about how his mom was really mean to his sisters and how right. his, he would go in and like try to protect her. That was him kind of opening up, and then all of a sudden, I feel like they were just engaged right after that, so... I don't think they, they really talked enough and he clearly, you know, is a self-proclaimed introvert. He's okay with silence. Um, 
I also thought it was kind of weird how when they were together um, in Mexico on vacation, he does this really weird thing where, like, when he kisses her, he just, like, pulls back really quickly. I was like, that's really weird to me, the way he just, like, acts like that all the time. And I also thought it was kind of funny how, you know, those parts of the show where they give, like, the couple the camera to, like, film themselves. And, like, yeah. Izzy and Stacy were talking. And then, like, they went to JP and Taylor, and he holds the camera up. And she's just like, I'm not talking, you talk. And then the camera just <laughs> cut off. I was like, "Oh damn, okay." She's just she's not having it. So I don't know. They were it's, not having a good weird. time. No, it's yeah. it's weird. And then the makeup thing. I mean, I'm the kind of person who like I don't need a woman to wear a lot of makeup all the time. But I mean, it was kind of weird to me because he never came out and said like, you know, you're beautiful without your makeup. You don't need to wear it. He kind of waited till afterward and was like, "Why are you trying to be fake? We don't need all that stuff." I was like, "Yeah." I feel like the the message of, of what he was saying, I actually agree with, but like his delivery and timing were just like terrible. I don't know. I, 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 Christine, you could back me up on this, but I feel like a lot of times women don't really wear makeup for men. They wear makeup for themselves. She's on national TV. She's about to get proposed to. Why shouldn't she wear makeup? I don't know. What do you think, Christine? I mean, like she said it herself, right? I want to wear, I wanted to look as good as possible for you. Like I wanted to look my best for you when I met you. And that's totally true. Like, dating women, most women, I don't want to put that on everyone, but most women want to go out and look their best for whoever they're about to meet, even if it doesn't work out. Right. And I think in the end, you know, especially culture these days, like makeup is for yourself, right? It's Mm -hmm. a self-expression. So if that's how she's going to express herself, like more power to her. I think JP saying like, you were wearing a lot of makeup is a personal assessment. Like let him have that personal assessment totally. But again, to what Adam was saying, like the delivery could have been like, I think you're beautiful with or without makeup. Like he never explicitly told her and gave her that validation that she's clearly seeking um, mm-hmm. of like, you are exactly what I want as you with or without me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think in many ways, she also didn't verbalize that that was what she was looking for, right? She just got mm-hmm. mad at what she didn't have as opposed to, you know, saying what she would have liked out loud. Yeah. yeah. I, and can I add one thing with that? So to what Christina's saying about the comparison part of it, Taylor did a lot of the comparison to Sophie and Joy type of stuff mm-hmm. where she was kept saying like five or six times, you know, these other couples, they have this, they have that, and and, and we don't. And I remember there was a very short conversation. I think it was between Milton and JP. And Milton was like, hey, man, you get laid and stuff? And JP was just like, nah, <laughs> no, we're not. And then Milton <laughs> was, was like, like, I read that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, everything is not going well in paradise. But I think she, Taylor, unfortunately, she really let what was happening between the other couples when they met really get in the way. She was like, you know, we should be talking more. We should be more all over each other. Yeah. Kind of like, if you keep paying attention to what other people are doing, you're going to miss this right in front of you. But at the same time, like when she was having that conversation with Stacy on the beach about how she wasn't getting what she wanted, Stacy wasn't like being the older, wiser as, as the internet calls her the old lady, right. Of the group. Um, She was just like reinforcing all like, she was asking all of the questions to reinforce why she wasn't getting what she wanted as opposed to being like, okay, so how can we get you what you want? Right? Like there was no problem solving. Mm. And that's why I was saying earlier, like, it's just so shallow, right? It's like, okay, you want to fall in love. You're having a hard time. Love isn't easy period. 
So how do we make True. this easier for you, right? Like, how do we get you what you want and figure out if this is it, if this is it? So. Mm. One of the things that I thought was a little bit of a red flag was that when he told her that, you know, she looks better without makeup, she's, he made it like she should be grateful that I said this to her. She would like other women would, would love for a guy to say that to them. And, and you're not. And I thought that was, that, that sounded a little manipulative. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of weird. He's like, you should be glad that I don't like you with makeup, uh, which makes sense. But in this context, it was, I don't know, it, it, it came off really, really weird. And they did not last. So she gave him back the ring and they went their separate ways. And I'm excited to see them in the reunion because that's all we get. That's all we got. Um, the next couple that I want to talk about, Izzy and Stacy. Look, I started off really liking them. By the end of this episode, I do not like them. I am not a fan of these two. Um, first of all, they're horny as fuck. <laughs> they're just like all over each other. Um, and then we got Stacy over here clogging the toilet. <laughs> like it's just, it's just a hot mess. It's just a hot mess. And they're just talking about body parts and all this stuff. Um, I thought that was. I don't know. It they're just all over the place. Um, so everything seems to be going really, really well until they check out each other's houses. That's when things go wrong. So when they check out the house of Izzy, they find the lost and found, <laughs> where there's earrings and condoms and all this other stuff. And she gets really, really upset about that because she thinks that he left them there so that she finds them and know that he is a player which is one of her like things that people have said about him in the in the pot so she was like oh he's a player uh his thinking was i gotta leave everything the way it is because i don't want to trick this person into thinking i'm someone that i'm not so i'm just laying it all out on the line um definitely curious uh adam what are your thoughts you think he, he was just being honest and letting it all on the line or he's kind of just bragging about his uh his sexcapades. <laughs> I mean, again, we only have to go off what we were shown, but from his conversations in the pods where he, you know, broke things off with Donnie and then ended up going with Stacy. I think, I mean, I think Izzy is pretty, I mean, I don't think any of them are likable, but I think he's pretty genuine until proven otherwise with all this stuff. And so I don't think he's slick enough to be like, okay, I'm going to leave this stuff here. So she gets the idea that I'm a player. I think he was being, was open about the fact that, hey, this is who I am. This is how I live my life. I mean, the fact that she was upset about finding the drawer and, like, you wouldn't think to remove this so I wouldn't see it. And he was just like, no, I, I don't. That's I, I'm not thinking, like, 10 steps ahead. Then the other thing was she was so pissed about the fact that, one, he had paper plates and solo cups. <laughs> and then on top of that, she was pissed that he was like, yeah, I've cooked dinner for some other, some other women before. I've never had any complaints. And she was like, I would have thrown it on the floor. And I'm like... Okay, you're you're looking for things to be upset about, and then I don't know. He, given his upbringing and some of the stuff we talked about with like sad stories, bro, like him like not being able to like be a part of like the school Christmas thing because he was raised as a Jehovah's Witness and all that other crazy stuff. Like he's had a pretty hard childhood, and so I think he was just being raw with it. He seems very stable emotionally, and he was trying to you know work it out with her, and she just walked out of the room and started crying, and I'm like what the like what's the problem here like you're upset about jewelry that other women left behind and then paper plates and cups like these are your like these are your your you shall not pass type of like you know non-negotiable deal breakers like are you kidding me like 
and then on the flip side, like, okay, you have this house, you come from this family, you, you like nice things and you want to travel. I thought the conversation with the dad was kind of hilarious because he was just like, yeah, love's great, but like she needs to eat and she wants to go out and fly first class. I was like, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> He's a simple man. There was this one part where they're talking about how they went to Paris and he goes, oh, here? They're like, no, Europe, not Paris, Texas. <laughs> I don't think niece. anyone caught that. Yeah, he, I, know, I, he, I caught that. I caught that. They were like, wait, we went to Nice. He was like, is that here? No, 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 Paris. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't know. Oh, man. Uh, Christina, what are your thoughts? you think she blew that out of proportion totally. or was she justified? Totally. Okay, so they go into the lost and found drawer and I go, Adam, did you have one of those? <laughs> and I, like, he was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to answer this. And I was like, no, just like, did you have one? And he's like, yeah, I did. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't know it was a thing, first off, right? But like, generally speaking, if you're with someone who you trust, or you're supposed to trust like that yeah. to me like okay you have a lost and found drawer past is a past we leave that there we're here in the present like no big deal can we get rid of it is the question right not like oh my god mm. you you have a lost and found drawer like what are you doing you're such a player blah, blah blah i'd be like can we get rid of it and if the answer is no then that's a whole different question right like that's a whole different mm. conversation so i think just the over like i think stacy's reaction was an overreaction in many ways, um, but I also think it's related to how she was brought up, right? It just feels yeah. really like real housewives creating drama out of nothing. The same thing with the plates, like, okay, so you use paper plates. Like, have you never used a paper plate at a barbecue? Have you never used a paper plate at a friend's house or like, you know, mm. growing up, like eating dinner at someone else's house? Like, I just, I don't see what the big deal was. And again, to me, it just read like real housewives, like useless, pointless drama over luxury like i i agree i i when i lived alone i also had paper plates and stuff and it was because i was a lazy bitch it had nothing to do with class or anything like that and i didn't really have a lot of people over so i didn't really care uh i also think that you know it, do you think that he kept those things because what if they call him and they want to the, want it back and it's like a family heirloom or was he keeping it as like a trophy right i don't see it as him keeping it as a trophy i think he just kept it there in case somebody called him up and said hey i lost these earrings uh with a couple of months ago i really really need them and he has them right uh for something like that like i would be scared to throw something out what if somebody needs it what is a family heirloom i don't want to throw out somebody's important thing uh i would be kind of scared to do that but like I think he could have used that as an excuse, but no, his thing was just, no, this is just who I am. It's just, I don't know. I think he could have handled I mean, it like, better. If he, if it was totally a trophy, he would know exactly who those earrings or whatever it was belonged to. Right. Like that's, that's true. You know, he'd be able to be like Emily or like, you know, Joanna, whatever. But he was just like, I don't remember who this is from. People just left it here and I kept it. Period. Right. What if it's a friend? Yeah. What if it's a sister? What is this like a cousin? Yeah. Like you don't know like, who these he, earrings belong if to. If he doesn't know who it belongs to, to me, that says like, okay, clearly it was not important to him. Yeah. I've had people leave things in my car and I'll keep them because one day they'll remember and be like, Oh wait, did I leave this in your car? And I'll be like, Yeah, that was you. Here you go. Yeah. You know, they're not like trophies. Um, but from the other side when they go and visit Stacy's place, they talk a lot about money and she wants to be taken care of. And I don't know if this guy with an insurance job is able to take care of her, 
based on his paper plates and stuff. But uh, I don't know. He, he seems like a little bit like, you know, he doesn't really have a good relationship with money. Uh, and she says that, you know, would they be 50-50? And he goes, yeah. And she goes, what about dinners? And he goes, yeah. And she goes, no, um, the man pays for the dinners. <laughs> uh, and th- things kind of flew off the walls there. Cover. She wants the guy to cover all the meals, fly her first class, and then feed her on paper uh, on a uh, nice plates. That's the, so the three things she With wants. Brass utensils, <laughs> as she pointed out yes. in her house. Silverware, exactly, right? <laughs> so, like the Queen of England is coming. <laughs> I don't know. What are your thoughts, Adam? Do you think she is being unreasonable, or do you think her uh, needs are fair? I mean, out of the box, I think those expectations are completely bogus to bring up like that to somebody who you've been talking to them getting to know for a while and then you wait until you bring them to this big house that you quite frankly it's a shit show she's renovating it she started talking about hvac and 20 grand and all sort of stuff like there's a lot of shit going on in this house that i feel like she should have discussed with him beforehand i mean she did admit that i've been putting this conversation off with money and now we're having it now but i i waited on purpose but i feel like she should have done it beforehand but i think those expectations are really just surface level and i would love to just know like okay why do you have these expectations? And more importantly, why are you holding on to them? Because mm-hmm. expectations change. I mean, you could date somebody who flies you first class everywhere. And the next person you end up dating could be like a school teacher. And obviously, if you're self-aware, you're going to know, okay, this is probably not going to be like the last relationship. I'm going to have to adjust a little bit. Or just don't date someone who's a school teacher at that point. Only date people who you know can take care of you like that. But yeah. an experiment, but an experiment you don't really get the FaceTime with the person until you agree to commit to them. So I don't know. I would love to just figure out like, okay, why do you have these expectations and where are they coming from? Did her previous boyfriend do that? The way that she was raised, her dad even said like, she likes luxury. She needs to eat. Right. Like, Clearly, her dad she can buy her own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like her that's my point. Like you've... into her mind, which is fine. I mean, you can be raised however you're raised, but people live. He told, Izzy told Stacey his entire life story. He came from nothing or next to nothing, right? Like, he's obviously not going to have a lot. And if he does have a lot, like, he's obviously not going to brag about it or wasn't bragging about it. But still, like, you know, set your expectations. Really balance those things out for yourself. Don't just, like, put expectations on other people based on what you've previously experienced. Yeah. And I think when they were sitting down with the family – they asked him, like, okay, are you working? And I think he had said, like, yeah, I just got a new insurance job that I haven't actually started yet, and I just got a passport. So to your point, Dave, like, he doesn't have the same life experience at his age that Stacy has already had. I mean, when the dad was talking about how they went to France and there was an entire suitcase full of shoes, I was just kind of like, okay, this is a very different live situation that you have had. But, you know, for me, it's like, okay, if you have this expectation – there's one thing to have it for yourself and to want to get things for yourself, but it's totally different to expect someone who's new in your life to just meet you at the top of this expectation right away. I think that's pretty bogus. Yeah. All I know is I'm not paying 20 grand for an HVAC unless my name is on that lease also. <laughs> like I'm not putting in money and then you take the house later. <laughs> that's bogus. But if they're married, I guess that doesn't make a difference, uh, which they will be in four weeks or will they? Uh, but next, we got to talk about Milton and Lydia. And honestly, I feel like Milton is probably the most normal-ish 
kind of guy here. And Lydia is the most batshit crazy person on the show, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, so Milton, we find out, you know, uh, is actually very, very tall, like super tall. Um, and we he has a little bit of swag. He, you know, he's just he, they have a little bit of banter going back and forth. He he likes his teeth. He likes the joke. He's not a pushover. I do like that. Kind of weird that he doesn't put the cap back on the toothpaste. That part I, I kind of agree with. Um, and 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 then he has these like ugly cow rugs that she does not like. And then a stack of Playboys. Now, first of all, I'm calling bullshit. In the age of 2023, in the year of Beyonce's internet. Why are you having physical copies of Playboys? <laughs> I don't understand that. It's all online, bro. It's on your phone. I call bullshit. Well, people actually, actually have those. So one thing with that, I was thinking about this. All right, this guy, he's an engineer, right? And he's always sure. on a computer working. Maybe he wants some separation. Maybe he wants <laughs> to go sit on the couch away from the computer screen. I did and... not think about that. He needs to go analog. Sometimes you just gotta I'm go analog, saying, bro. Yeah, I'm just saying. And analog can't be hacked. You know, the the stream's not gonna mess up. Everything's just smooth sailing. So maybe he just wants a break. There's there's no internet history when it comes to the actual physical thing. My question is, does he get them delivered to his house or does he go and buy them? Because that's the other thing. Like I didn't even know that it still exists. I thought I thought the company went out of business when Hugh Hefner died. Clearly not, because Milton's got them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I thought maybe they were collector's editions or something. Like comic books, they're worth a lot of money. <laughs> it's like the Pamela Anderson edition or something. I don't know. That was really, really weird. Um, but he, he does have a roommate, and I thought his roommate was pretty cool. They have, like, a cool little relationship. They're, they're Pokemon masters, and they've gotten banned from Pokemon Showdown for talking their shit, which I thought In multiple hilarious. countries. Like, what? <laughs> How do you get banned on Pokemon Showdown? <laughs> it's like you're the nerdiest gangster there is just talking mad shit about Pokemon. <laughs> like it's just so funny. Like what you get banned for? Talking shit at Pokemon. <laughs> it's just wild to me. Um, what are your thoughts about Milton and Lydia, uh, Christina? Um I'm glad that Milton's not a pushover. Yeah, um, he's like, you can't touch my microscope, yo. <laughs> yeah. They would not let up. It's like, who's the geologist? And he's like, no, just no. don't. Like, don't touch yeah. it. Don't um, do it. Don't do it. I, okay, my first question was, why didn't we see Lydia's place? Oh, we never saw Lydia's place? No. Oh, shit. No, no, we didn't. And yeah. I was like, wait, time out. Where's her, where's her place? So curious about that. She lives next door to Uche. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I was like, okay, either nothing happened that was worth TV or too much happened and they couldn't like edit it together. Those are my yeah. two sentiments. But why didn't we see Lydia's place? Um, I totally understand her critique of the rugs. I wouldn't want those in my house, but you know, they were kind of ugly to each their own to each their own. Um, but it's also like a, like a girl thing in many ways. Like you want to decorate your space. You want to, you know, make it cozy and make it homey and feel like you. And it was definitely like a dorm room, right. In Milton's mm. place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I understand that perspective from Lydia. Uh, she's just, 
I have so many opinions and I like keep wavering back and forth between how I feel about her. Like in some ways I'm like, oh, hooray, a Hispanic woman, you know, like from Puerto Rico of all places, who's really smart and a geologist and like works really hard. And then I'm like, this bitch is fucking crazy. Like (laughs) he is a sociopath times three, like, you know, I mean, not that I'm a psychologist or psychiatrist or anyone who can diagnose her, but like there's some crazy ass shit that she's doing, especially related to Uche, which like, whew, a lot. Um, But the way she treats Milton, it's like, you know, he's her little puppy dog. And I feel like that's definitely an age thing. She keeps bringing that up. I love that he's just like, well, you're old. (laughs) Yeah. But like, he's like, you're old. And again, not being a pushover. but it's just it's again i i fall i'm like i get it i get it in so many ways because i'm hispanic i get a lot of like the cultural pieces of it then at the same time i'm like am i crazy like that i don't know i don't know but then i'm like no this bitch is like off the wall like off the wall talk telling somebody that she slept with somebody else like with three months ago who's already followed huh, just just messy messy is the word i was looking for it's she is messy messy, messy. But you know what I do love? I love the way she yells, Milton! Milton! Gotta go. dog. And I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't. Uh, oh my god, it's so funny. Adon, what are your thoughts about Milton and Lydia? So I agree with what most of uh, my wife said about this, but also, you know, I like to think of things in terms of, you know, the sacred timeline, if you will. Shout out to Loki. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you go back, Lydia was really into Izzy. And she was was completely broken when he told her, like, hey, I'm having a connection with somebody else. Like, we should stop talking, whatever. And to me, she just reeks of desperation. And this is is why I think, you know. And so does her family. I just want to say that. Yes, that that is true from from what we saw. I think that, you know, conspiracy theorists in me thinks that, you know, she pulled off the most diabolical reality TV plan of all time. Because I actually think she did follow Uche onto the show. And was successful in actually getting there. I do not think Uche and her got together a plan. I think it's actually crazier that she knew he was going to go on the show and then decided to follow him and then actually got there. Like that's mm-hmm. that's amazing to me. Like, oh, but you know, with her and Milton, I mean, I, I do kind of worry about their dynamic going forward because, yes, I mean, she, he was definitely not her first choice in any shape, you know, any form or fashion. She definitely wanted Izzy first, and she was completely broken about it. And then she jumped to him. I think she had decided, like, I'm leaving the pods with the fiance. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm, le- I'm leaving mm-hmm. here with the ring. Because the way she was talking to Milton, she was just like, you know, at first, she almost wanted nothing to do with him. And then as time went by, she was like, oh, you know, I, I want you. I need you. I'll be here for you. I-, I love you so hard, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you need to work on yourself. Like, I-, I-, I know it's easy for us to judge, but, like, there's a lot of internal stuff that's going on there. So, I don't know. I... I'm concerned for Milton if they actually go through with it and, you know, in a year or two when, you know, the excitement of the show is gone and it's just the two of them living in marriage, they might, they're probably going to end up like the rest of the unsuccessful couples from the show where it's not yeah. about the spotlight anymore. It's about the actual real grind of being married. No, I don't see her tolerating him playing Pokemon Go for three hours. <laughs> but, I think, but I also think in some ways, like, Milton is more mature than her emotionally. In some ways, yeah. Right? She's older. 
but he's more mature and how he approaches things and thinks about things and approaches the relationship. And she's just like, like Adam said, like desperation queen, right? It's just all about the ring and the fiance and the show and, you know, what comes of it uh, for her versus for him where it feels more genuine and a little bit more emotionally mature. Mm, true, true. All right. Um, and then they have a party. So this party's going on. All these people are coming. And we see for the first time Johnny and Chris. And they have seemed to have gotten together, which is pretty cool. It's like, oh, they have a cute little story. They were at the airport at the same time. And they locked eyes and heard each other's voices. And all of a sudden, everything was forgiven. And then they got together. Cute story. I, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, we also see this guy named Carter, uh, who does a little bit of narrating. And then we see Miriam, who we still don't know what she does for work. It's just uh, it's not skincare. It's not a dermatologist. Uh, who knows what she does for work? We don't know. <laughs> but she is in Houston now, and she is there. So she was at the place, too. Uh, but what gets really weird is Johnny and Izzy have a conversation. And it was the most unnecessary conversation like it was crazy he he called her sketch he really made her feel bad and a little bit was because she was giving misinformation from uh john uh, for, for to chris to uh, izzy and she was like okay yeah for sure i messed up there but we talked to Chris and we're cool now and we're together. And he would just really, he would not let up. He was really, really mean to her. And then he went over to Stacy and bragged about how badly he told her off and told her, I'm so glad I got with you and not her. And the whole thing was just grimy. I did not love that. Christina, I need to know your thoughts. What are your thoughts about that? Super unnecessary conversation, super uncomfortable conversation to watch. Um, I thought in some ways that jo Johnny was like super genuine in the pods. And then she got all, she did get sketchy. She did get sketchy. Like, you know, trying to get who she thought she wanted and realizing that she mm -hmm. may have made the right, wrong choice. And then like, you know, <laughs> telling the world that Izzy potentially has bad credit, like out of the blue and basically yeah. telling the two guys two different stories like she did get sketchy yeah. for sure and I see where Izzy like I see how Izzy wanted to clear the air kind of like he tried to with Lydia on the beach in Mexico um mm. but I also see how Johnny is incapable of that right like Johnny is incapable of like you know having an adult conversation not getting triggered and not flying off the wall and um yeah, that's, I think, not to say that it's entirely Johnny's fault, because it's not. She did not start the conversation. She got wrapped into a shitty situation. But, like, I see how all of that devolved very quickly. Um, I hate, uh, and I use that word intentionally, how Izzy went back to brag for Stacy, And then Stacy yeah. was just like adding fuel to the fire like stacy is come like as we've seen in the previews stacy is gonna come in hot um and potentially talk to johnny so i just i feel like that is that is dirty like that's sketchy too right yeah she she said that she wanted to give her cookies made out of dog food that's what stacy said so that's pretty sketchy too um stacy <laughs> stacy is a very complex character in my mind 
Um, and one of the reasons being is that she is totally the mean girl who like puts on the like kind, polite, southern bell front. And I'm just like, this is all gross. This is all so gross. Mm. And the like rich southern bell front. Uh, but yeah, I just I think that conversation with Johnny was really unfortunate and I'm I'm kind of mad at the producers and the editors for like putting it in like that, but I see why they did, right? Like we needed, we, they thought we needed to see this like closure and wrap up for all of them. And really it was just unnecessary. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Adone, what are your thoughts? So first and foremost, we got to talk about Chris for a second, because if you remember in the pods, you know, I thought Chris was actually the most normal guy there. He put himself yeah. out. He put himself out there for Johnny, and she just told him, "Hey, I'm going for Izzy." And then when Izzy was like, "I'm going for Stacy," to Johnny, Johnny came right back to Chris. And if you remember, Chris actually told Johnny, "Like, thanks, but no thanks," and mm-hmm. left without her. I thought that was, you know, a pretty baller move to not go back. But they clearly yeah. talked more, and so he's kind of caught um, in the middle of the fray with all of this. And I think, unfortunately, he's roped into Johnny's drama. But he seemed like the most normal person. And the pod so far with his head on straight. He knew what he wanted. He didn't get it. And he was like, you know, I know what I'm worth. You know, I'm out of here. It's kind of weird to me that he stills with Johnny after all this. I mean, I I can't stand her. I think the way she was trying to manipulate them, uh, John, I mean, Chris and Izzy back and forth in the pods was wrong. And Izzy tried to call her out for it, but his coherence and delivery were just all over the place with it. And that's why mm-hmm. it didn't really work at all. But going back to Izzy and Stacy. To me, they're like that couple in high school that you know that like thinks they're like really cool and popular when like no one actually likes them at all. Mm. You know, it's like if you if you've watched uh, Euphoria, it's kind of like um, is it Nate and what's the other, um, I can't remember, babe. What's the the quarterback and his girlfriend? Not um, Sydney Sweeney's character, her friend. It's kind of like the two of them where they're like, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Everyone knows them and they're popular, but actually everyone really just dislikes them. Like that's kind of how I view Stacy and Izzy. Like Maddie. they're just they're not Maddie. yeah. Maddie. Maddie and Nate. Yeah. they I view them just like that. Like they kind of put on a front to act like they're better than everybody else, but actually they really just suck in their vampires. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I I did think it was really cool how Chris kind of just forgave her for everything that happened, but also he consoled her after the whole Izzy situation and he's like screw these people they, they don't he's matter he's a good dude he's a good he's dude, a good like, dude. Yeah. you know what I wonder though I wonder watching back as it's been edited had or has any impact on Chris right like, if he you know watching kind of how Johnny played everything out because he in the moment as they're filming, like he can't see what she actually did, right? And how she like played. The game. Right. So I'm curious to see what the reunion kind of uncovers for us in that regard, because you know she was messy. She was messy too, not as messy as Lydia, but um, she was messy too. Well, speaking of Lydia, she comes back for some more mess because she has a conversation with Uche, and that's another conversation that doesn't go well. And then Uche confronts her about the uh, stalking of his friends on Instagram and shows her the messages. Uh, and he, and then Lydia drops a bomb on us and says, you were cheating on me. 
the audacity of this guy to put Alia through all that stuff when he was actually also a cheater. That is bonkers to me. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Dome, you want to go first this time? Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know who to believe here, but, you know, with it as I think about it, I'm actually tempted to believe Uche's side of the story because everything I've heard from Liddy has just been, you know, nonsense and drama. And so, you know, maybe Uche did sleep with somebody, but I question, like, were they actually together when it happened? Yeah, or was he just it's blowing up the like spot. That. And then the whole, like, Instagram talk, stalking thing. I actually think, I mean, from a guy's perspective, I think Uche was trying to put that out there, not only to cover himself, but to also try and, like, warn Milton, like, hey, this is what you're dealing with. Because, I mean, yes, Milton is getting a different side of Lydia, but he doesn't actually really know what's going on. I mean, he really didn't want to know that Uche was even dating her to begin with. And I think we didn't see it yet, but Uche kind of pulls Milton aside to have a conversation about that. And I thought that just Lydia was all over the place. I thought she didn't want to really answer any of the questions. She was just like, oh, I didn't really stalk you. Like, you know, I I, I put a smiley face behind the ICU thing, which I thought was crazy. Like, if I live where I live now and Christina was my girlfriend and we had broken up, and she put a picture of my house with the ICU, I'd have been like, oh, it's, time to, <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> like, she, that's just... She no. was just driving by playing Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license song. No, took a picture no, of the- no effing <laughs> way. No way. Uh-uh. No, no thank you. And then he was talking about how, like, she had, she had gone through his things. He kind of alluded to the fact that she had, like, checked his email or, like, yeah. gone into, like, his files or stuff. Maybe that's how she found out he was coming on the show. I, I don't know. It was... Just a very messy situation to begin with. Um, I don't really understand what Uche was trying to get out of it, other than, like I said, to maybe cover himself a bit and then also try and like warn Milton, like, "Hey, I'm not going to leave here until I tell you like what I went through because you're about to marry this person," which I actually yeah. think is a good thing. Most people don't really care. That I wonder much. though what the relationship between Milton and Uche really is because we didn't see a lot of that in the pods, except for the one time where Uche yeah. was trying to talk to Milton about who his girl was, and Milton was like, "No." He, like, shut that down. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see what kind of trust they have with each other, what kind of rapport they have with each other. Um, because from from the small snippet that we saw and the way that even Milton, you know, tried to get Lydia out of the conversation with Uche, where he was like, well, we got to be somewhere yeah. in 10 minutes. It just seems like there's mm-hmm. some hostility or, like, some beef or just, like, something that we didn't see or something that has gone unspoken between the two of them. Um which, you know, could just make the situation worse. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see what happens when Uche fills in Milton because Milton is not a super pushover. He, he's he got a little bit of a spine and he, he'll push back a little bit. So I'm really excited to see that. Um, but yeah, this this episode, uh, it got a little crazy at the end. And I just love how it ends with her going, Milton, Milton, <laughs> we're going. Milton, get your things. <laughs> I thought that was funny. There's um, a really funny, um, I think I saw it on Twitter, babe. I showed it to you. The, there's a part in the show yeah. where um, Lydia is storming through the door to like go find Milton. And yeah. if you slow if, if you slow it down, there are like some old people in the background. They're like running away from her. Yes, they, I saw that. You see I Lydia coming in, they start running away. They're like turning the corner at full speed and they're like, oh. Old people like super shuffling their way like, oh, she's coming, she's coming. <laughs> I saw that too. That was so funny. 
Oh man. All right. Well, that was, that was really fun guys. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you for going over this. This was a lot of fun. Uh, love your insight. It was a lot of fun to talk about all these crazy characters and I can't wait until the, the next group of, uh, episodes drop and uh, hopefully we can have you guys back. Uh, but again, thank you for joining us and until next time guys, salam nerds. Bye.